Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? Yep, it's time again for another Dr. Movie. Uh, your favorite podcast that's in a car. I'm hoping it's your favorite podcast in the car. Maybe it's your favorite podcast in your car that you listen to while I'm driving or while you're driving while I'm talking in my car. Does that make any sense? Probably not. Anywho. We're uh, continuing looking at uh, the body-swapping movies of the 80s. Like I said, there was just a, a bunch of these that came out right there at the same time. And uh, here's an interesting one, and I remember this one pretty well. Watched it several times, and uh, I still like this one. And it's called 18 Again uh, from 1988. So again, right there in that same time frame of big, and uh, that's what I'm saying. All these came out right, it's like somebody just pulled the trigger on, let's make body swapping movies, and that's all. Because <laughs> that's kind of what happened here. But uh, Fantasy Comedy, 1988, uh, our synopsis of following, uh, following a car accident on his 81st birthday, ruthless businessman Jack Watson discovers that he somehow switches bodies with his timid 18-year-old grandson. Yeah, that's pretty much it. What makes this one different, and another movie that we'll possibly talk about in this section of movies too, is, you know, in all the other movies you get, uh, the younger person has to go and deal with the life of the older person. Well, this one's a little different, because, uh, well, we'll get to it in a minute. Let's talk about our cast first. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got, uh, the one and only George Burns in this, right? I mean, it's George Burns, I mean, you know, and, uh, known for everything, right? Uh, you know, he's, he's classic, he's iconic, uh, great one-liners, right? And, uh, that's what the majority of this movie is, is just voiceover one-liners from George Burns. And I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we got Charlie Schlatter in this. Now, Charlie Schlatter, when you see him, you'll be like, man, I, I recognize him. Well, he was kind of, it's almost like they were setting him up to be the new hot thing, and it just didn't really happen. Uh, most people think of him as when they did the Ferris Bueller TV series, he was Ferris Bueller. Right? That's kind of what you think of. Uh, they don't look anything like Matthew Broderick. But anyways. Uh, but I know him because of this movie. Right? We got Anita Morris in this. She's known for playing risque type characters. Um, she's in Ruthless People. A bunch of stuff like that. We got a very young Polly Shore in this movie. Uh, and it's weird to watch Polly Shore not be Polly Shore. Right? I mean, he hasn't really defined that character yet that we know, the weasel, right? At this point, he's play, playing pretty straight-laced, kind of nerdy. So, uh, an interesting watch. You know, I, I don't remember him being in this movie at all. And that's probably why, because he wasn't really that significant, except just being, you know, 
Charlie Schlatter, who, whose name is David Watson. He's George Burns' grandson in the movie. Uh, it's his best friend. So we got that. We got Red Buttons in this, another classic actor from back in that time. He plays Charlie, who is uh, George Burns' character's best friend. They, they kind of grew up together and all that stuff. Jennifer Runyon is the uh, the uh, the catch of the moment in this one. I mean, from <laughs> as weird as it sounds, up the creek. That's kind of what I know her from. She was in Carnosaur. So, uh, poor girl. To go from 18 again to Carnosaur. But hey, you do what you gotta do, right? Um, she's also in the very Brady Christmas movie in 88. Same year as this. So, uh, The In Crowd. Hey, I forgot about that one. Another good flick. Uh, Tony Roberts is in this as the dad. You got Miriam Flynn in this, playing uh, uh, David's mother and father. Uh, not She's not playing the mother and father. Tony Roberts is the dad. Miriam Flynn is the uh, uh, the mom. Miriam Flynn, when I think of her, I think of, well, Christmas Vacation. Because she's the wife to uh, Cousin Eddie. <laughs> so when I say that, you instantly know who I'm talking about, right? So very distinct figures, you know who she is. And for the most part, that's the only ones worth really talking about. Uh, you get some people that you see. Uh, uh, Hal Smith is in this, right? Hal Smith is Otis from uh, uh, Andy Griffith's show. So, you know, you're getting a lot of uh, classic TV people in this, or classic movies. So, uh, anywho, let's uh, let's talk about this one. Uh, the setup for this is uh, George Burns' character, Jack, is a successful businessman who's also very hard-nosed, right? And he's got his son working for him, and he's rough on his son, right? And when I say his son, I'm talking about uh, Char- uh, David's father, who's, you know, he's in his 40s, possibly his 50s, and his dad's giving him a hard time about he, he just can't seem to do things right, all that kind of mess, right? And uh, so there's a, a strained relationship there. And uh, David comes in, who's the grandson that Jack, which is Jack uh, George Burns, he absolutely loves his grandson. And uh, it's ironic. The setup of this movie is uh, David goes to school, or he's in college. He's trying to get in a, uh, in a frat, and you know he's got all the guys there that are making him do their homework assignments, write their lecture papers. Got him doing push-ups. Got him going out and doing weird stuff. And uh, they're just rough on him. And. Uh, He's also on the track team. Hello, uh, like father, like son. Almost the same idea. He's on the track team. And he's on the track team with the same guy that, that's the lead of this fraternity. And he just, he don't like the guy, but he feels like he wants to be a part of the fraternity. It's, it's that story too, right? And um, you get some uh, interesting stuff going on, so you kind of get inside of his life. But he's also in love with... Uh, with Robin, which is Jennifer Runyon, 
and of course she don't even know he exists. They're in the same class together, but he's just, you know, totally captivated by her. But she's also dating the guy that's the lead of the fraternity, so it's that double whammy thing, right? Well, George Burns' character is having his 81st birthday, and he's got this live-in woman <laughs> plaything that's staying with him, and she's obviously even younger than his kids, right? Than his than his son, and uh, she's coming down a flight of stairs for the birthday party, and she's you know scandalously dressed, and he's like, "Isn't she wonderful?" I mean, you know, you got to think it's George Burns, right? I mean, and uh, they end up. Uh, going to sing happy birthday to him <laughs> and she starts it off and she's trying to do her like Marilyn Monroe kind of thing and she gets to sing it and everybody starts joining in and she makes them all stop singing because she just wants to do it herself <laughs> and she's obviously a ditzy girl right but she's there for one thing one thing only and that's his money and uh, but anyways his grandson is there everybody is there it's, it's a big social event and uh they bring out the cake, and it's got a huge number 81 mounted on the cake, right? Like, you know, the numbers are standing up on the cake, and they're huge. And there's a candle on each side of the numbers. And uh, he gets his grandson to come up, and they're going to blow out the candles, and they ask him to make a They ask the granddad to make a wish. We all know what's going to happen here, right? He actually even sings a song called, I Wish I Was 18 Again, <laughs> at this point. He, gets to, he just looks over at the piano player and says, Give me a B-flat. <laughs> Which, you know, or... Anyways. Uh, <laughs> he uh, sings the song. They blow out the candles. Everything seems normal. They decide to leave the party. Him and his grandson decide to leave the party and go eat somewhere else because they didn't like the company and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, they're those kind of people. And on the way back from hanging out together... George Burns is driving, they have a car accident, and they wake up in the hospital, and you see, like, a POV camera, and, he, and he's looking up, and some doctors are standing over him, and you can hear George Burns' voice of, hey, great, obviously, maybe they should make you a doctor, you know, because they go, hey, he's awake, and then all of a sudden, uh, David's parents are standing over this POV shot and asking David, are you all right? And he's like, David, I'm not David. So he jumps up on the table and he's like, you know, he asks, how's David? And they're looking at him like, what? They think maybe it's amnesia or something like that. But again, you know, they've, they've switched bodies. And the bad thing is, this is what's different about this movie. Um, Charlie's character, David, is pretty much in a coma this whole movie. And it's only... George Burns' character, Jack, who's now in David's body, that's doing stuff. So, uh, you know, that that really makes this one kind of different because you eliminate one half of the story because <laughs> he's just in a coma dying, you know. I think they're even talking about pulling the plug on him at one point. And uh, really makes it interesting. And, of course, you know, you, you expect what you expect. Here's a guy that's got 81 years' experience. He's in an 18-year-old body. And he's taking advantage of everything, right? And like I said, the grandson, David, very shy, doesn't know how to approach people, doesn't know how to talk to girls. 
Well, of course, George Burns fix all of that, right? And uh, ends up kind of hooking up with Robin, but doesn't take it any further. Uh, and also, in his 18-year-old body, he decides to go back to his house and fool around with, you know, the, the live-in woman, even though she's kind of made a move at David before. And she's excited because she thinks David has come back. And he's like, I haven't even a chance to tell you that it's Jack yet, you know. So he ends up getting upset, finding out that she's willing to fool around with whoever. She's only after him for his money. So he kind of leaves that situation. And uh, so he, he gets a discovery about the people around him. He finds out that his son doesn't like the job that, that Jack has put him in. He'd rather do another part. He belongs in R&D. So research and development, if you don't know. And, uh, you know, he never realized this. So he gets to hear this, you know, from another standpoint. Another cool thing about this is at one point is, you know, even though we're in the young body, he, he, he hooks back up with Red Buttons, Charlie, and lets him know, hey, that's really me. How do I know all these things that you and I did when we were kids? Well, your your grand your, your granddad must have told you this. No, no, I, I, I don't. I mean, this is me. And he, and he finally convinces him that it's really him. So you get that kind of neat thing going on. This all boils down to a competition between the leader of the frat party and David slash Jack. Um, at a poker party or a poker, poker game and they decide that they're going to put all that aside and they'll take it out to the track and uh, $1,000 to who, whoever beats the other, right? So there you go. There's your scenario and they're both fighting over the girl. Uh, there's a, there's a, quite a bit more details to all this stuff but I'm just trying to shorten it down for you. Um, but at the end of the day, Red Buttons comes up and tells, you know, young Jack that, hey, the family is at the hospital and they're talking about pulling the plug. So instantly we take off, we're going to the hospital, and you get, you know, Jack, young Jack, going to the hospital and getting his grandfather out of a room and still in the in the bed, you know, in the hospital bed, and he's rolling him down the hallways trying to escape with him. And uh, ends up them crashing into uh, kind of like the little ministry church that they have at the hospital and in the process of them having that crash they end up kind of landing on top of each other his, his hands touch and they swap back again right so all is well right we get everything figured out I'm leaving out a lot of details because I think you ought to check this one out right so uh that's kind of my take on this one. Um, I give it a four out of five, kind of middle of the road with everything else. I recommend it, though. I really think you ought to check this out. If you're enjoying these kind of flicks, I think you definitely have to check this one out. It's it's different enough, and it's George Burns. And uh, and this young guy, Charlie uh, Slatter, does a really good George Burns impressionation for a young person. So uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy this one. Alright folks, that's it for this one. So uh, just like always, check out uh, all the other episodes everywhere you listen to podcasts. And till then, we will check you later. Dr. Boobie!